78 A-League show. What is up? What is going on? Once again, we back up in here. Another episode, another week, another episode. What's going on? I don't know much, man. It's, this week went by real fast. Like, I'm so, uh, like one day, I remember it was Monday, and now it's Saturday. And it's, it's, mm. June is going by so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been noticing that. I've been noticing that not just this week, but it seems as though that as of late, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a getting... Uh, I don't want to say getting older because we're still relatively young, but maybe it's just one of those things where, you know, as time continues to go on, it seems as though that the weeks seem to go by and the years seem to go by a lot quicker than they used to. So I think that's probably that's probably one of those things that just goes into it. Yeah, I mean, because like, you're so busy with so much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, time flies. Like I literally wake up and get started on stuff, and next thing up, sun's down. I'm like, crap. I know all this week just been raining, so it's just. That's another thing. Right. That's another thing. But that's another thing. As we've mentioned before, that's a that's a typical thing, of course, I imagine, with Atlanta weather. It doesn't necessarily know what it wants to make up its mind or, you know, anything like that. But uh, but once again, as always, everybody out there, thanks once again for tuning in. As always, as always, whatever uh, platform you use to tune in, thanks again once again for listening. David, I know that you're a pretty big West wrestling fan, as we all know, and there's, uh, you know, a rather, um, you know, a rather interesting pay-per-view coming up, I guess, on the... Uh, on the uh, on the network am i right oh yeah, yeah this sunday uh, annual money in the bank pay-per-view oh yeah that's right give us a little bit about uh, about that for those that may not necessarily uh you know that may not necessarily be uh, all that big wrestling fans because you're the wrestling guru pretty much <laughs> <laughs> well you got ronda rousey she's in the title match she's facing nia jacks, nia jacks yeah. she's the cousin of the rock you know and nia jacks is the champion that's probably that probably should be the main event i mean i've seen like uh posters and advertisements you know keep uh, referring to you know, nia jackson versus Ronda rousey for the title it's, that's a surprise it's been a while I, I don't think that's like the first time i've actually seen them like hype like have an actual pay-per-view poster that they have the two women on there it's pretty neat but you know uh, then you know you also have you know the money in the bank match which is like you know a big ladder match I mean, you got for the men and women wrestlers there's two matches and you got like the top women in the company and you got the top uh, top men in the company including the women's match you have uh, uh, Charlotte Flair you know daughter of Rick Flair yeah. and you know she's definitely contending for a title and then in the men's match you you have like guys like you know, Kevin Owens and you know, Finn Balor. Yeah, you know, you know great Canadian, Braun Strowman. Yeah, great Canadian, great European wrestler and Braun Strowman. You know, homegrown big guy. You know, he's six foot eight, three hundred pounds. You know, he's he looks he looks just like a wrestler. <laughs> True, exactly. On going back to what you was mentioning about the about the Ronda Rousey thing, it seems though ever since they've uh, ever since you know they signed her to, you know to WWE, it seems though that they've been uh, I don't know. I mean, she had that match at WrestleMania where she was uh, teaming with Kurt Angle uh, against uh, Triple H and Stephanie. Now they have her against uh, against Nia Jax. Do you feel like that early on that WWE seems to be seems to be using her correctly? 
Uh, at first, I was kind of skeptical because, uh, you know, she. I was hoping that this didn't happen at first. Let's just get thrown in the title picture right away because mm. I, I figured, you know, it's uh, stereotypical. You know, people are like, uh, it's, uh, it's a, you know, she's a part timer and she just jumped right in the title picture versus you have got, you know, you have women that have been there for years and wrestle year round and. Like Natalia, yeah, like Natalia and uh, Charlotte Flair, Sasha, Sasha Banks, you know, cousin of Snoop Dogg, right? And you know, very talented multi well, women's champion. Uh, you know, I, I guess they feel like you know, I got to strike the iron while it's hot, and it's like a dull period right now because you know, uh, Brock Lesnar's on his his annual sabbatical, <laughs> right? So his annual pre-Summer Slam sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you mentioned that what what did you think that they're planning for that they're planning for SummerSlam? Don't tell me it's Brock and Roman again. Oh yeah, they gotta do it again. You know, I just oh man, really? Yeah, I was like, because Brock it. and Roman at WrestleMania was a mess. Yeah, it was. I was shocked by the ending. I was like, I was like, man, this is they really want to you know make this guy the guy, even though he's already the guy. Like you. He sells the most merchandise as far as... You mean his, Roman Reigns? Yeah, Roman Reigns, you know. Sells the most merchandise as far as uh, full-time guys. And, you know, he puts, you know, puts butts in seats. And, you know, just the crowd of Stone love him. Like, you know, like, you know, like how the Rock and Stone Cold are universally love. You know, like, he's, right. not, he's not on their level. He's more like Cena. Cena, exactly. Where, where you know, it's one of those things where you hear, listen to any Cena, Cena match, and it'll be like two occasions where it's like, let's go, Cena, Cena sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're trying to, they're talking about doing that, and I'm just like, man. But then again, you know, I can't talk, you know. We did see Golden State versus Boston. Golden State versus Cleveland again for the fourth time. Now we're seeing Brock versus Reigns yeah. for the fourth time. <laughs> and it's one of those. Th the thing that I think, it not only is that one of those issues where I feel like the crowd isn't necessarily gravitating to Roman the way that they may be gravitating towards other wrestlers like, say, a, a Braun Strowman or a Finn Balor, but I feel like that, in a sense, we've kind of entered an era in WWE where if they're going to end up doing Brock and Roman again, that I feel like the crowd is going to end up probably more or less gravitating towards Brock, who is probably going to be, of course, built up as the big heel because of his advocate, Paul Heyman. And the, the crowd has always had a, you know, they've always loved Paul Heyman. So it's just it's just one of those interesting interesting dynamics really with um with WWE but um but um but yeah it's just the way that things have gone i just don't i'm trying to grasp you know like sports ratings like uh you know these matches uh Brock and Brock and Reigns it, it breaks records like people pay a lot of money to see this match even though yeah. even though people are tired of it just like i don't understand how Golden State and Cleveland are breaking rating records. I don't understand that either. I don't understand it either because it's interesting that you kind of compared it to Golden State and Cleveland because I feel like it's one of those issues where, you know, this past NBA season, there was so much hype that was built up around the possibility of, oh, Houston could knock off Golden State or Boston could knock off Cleveland. And it turns out we got Golden State and Cleveland once again. And not only did we get Golden State Cleveland once again, but when you think about it, it was practically five on one. 
Yeah. Like the the NBA Finals is basically the entire Golden State team against LeBron James. LeBron can't do it all by himself, and that's probably why he's about to about to head out the door. Yeah, I'm just like looking like I looked at the numbers, and I'm like, this game has outdrawn outdrawn you know. Cleveland versus San Antonio in the finals back in 07. Unbelievable. Uh, Detroit versus San Antonio. I mean, Detroit versus, yeah, Detroit versus San Antonio in the finals. No. And that was a way better finals. I remember Detroit and San Antonio. That was a way better finals. At least that went seven games. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't, do people really just be glad to see LeBron and, and uh, the Hampton Five? That's what they call them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I really, do, I really have no idea. Just as a type of fan I am, I like to see a good game. Like I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping it was gonna be Boston versus Golden, Boston versus Golden State. Um, just, just have something different. But yeah. You know, it just, because I, I, I just didn't want like LeBron. Like I'm not the biggest LeBron. I respect him. I'm not the biggest fan of him. But yeah. He, you know that. You know, all that that goat talk, you know, because I remember just listening to. Oh, um, they. Yeah, I was listening to um, ESPN Radio, the uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Toronto series. And yeah. Was like he's the goat because he's just so awesome in this series. Look what he's doing. I'm like it's just Toronto. For those that probably don't know, the last time we recorded was pre-NBA Finals. Now it's post-NBA Finals, and people are still having these conversations about Michael Jordan versus LeBron James. The same thing, the same dynamic that went down when Kobe Bryant was in his later years, and people were comparing Kobe to MJ. And I keep on trying to tell people all the time, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant is Kobe Bryant, LeBron James is LeBron James. Okay? Peach. Get it, got it, good. <laughs> I need some rec radio recommendations, man, because it's just hard. Because like you know, local radio, when they talk to LeBron James, they're they're slurping them down, and then you know you got. I'm just like, which which <laughs> coast or city I need to listen to? Like, I, I'm just trying. You was to texting me something about how you was listening to LA radio to, yeah. to 710 ESPN out in LA. Yeah, I was listening to that. That was really good. I was like, I, I like it. You know, it's different than. Right, Atlanta. You know, it was like uh, O'Shea Jackson. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's uh, he's pretty good. I like I, I watched him, you know, straight out of Compton, and you know, he's a pretty good actor. And you know, I was like, hey, this this dude knows his sports. Like, I, I knew he was an LA fan, but I was yeah. just like, this dude really knows his sports. And uh, uh, Marcellus Wiley and his show is like, oh yeah, that dude. Yeah, I like him. You know, I was reading about he might go to Fox, and I was like, dang. Wow. <laughs> I was like, damn, they're starting to like this dude. And I was just like, man, it's just crazy and it's just you know trying to follow out these uh these all these all this movement like they're know. either gonna do they're either gonna talk about one of two things on atlanta radio either mj versus lebron or julio jones yeah yeah, yeah mm -hmm. they, they drive that, that oh Falcons. you know they're milking the julio jones stuff till no end <laughs> Yeah, is there um, actual numbers on the how those segments do? I have no idea how those say. I have no idea how those segments do. I'm not. I'm. I'm. If for anybody who knows me, of course, I'm deep into radio ratings and all that good stuff. But I have no idea how those segments do. I just know that uh, they kind of they're kind of overdoing it as far as Julio. Like it's like every step Julio makes, everybody around here is talking about it. Yes, and I'm glad. I have to listen to 680. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I like 929 when certain people are on there. Like, uh, you know, Stan Northley's cool. Uh, Jeff Lee Dick, he's pretty cool. But, uh, and John Michaels, I like he talks wrestling sometimes. And, uh huh. But yeah, it's, it's uh, 
is they they drive that that Falcon stuff so hard. Speaking like. of wrestling, though, going back to what you was mentioned earlier about Money in the Bank. Speaking of that, I kind of feel like that uh, where you have on the Raw side, you have Brock and Roman. I kind of feel like they're trying to do something similar with AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. But I feel like at least the AJ Shinsuke feud at least is kind of interesting and at least you're going to get great matches out of that where with brock and roman you're going to get more stuff kind of like what we saw in mania in new orleans yeah it's i mean it's i was hoping uh, shinsuke would finally win but it's just you know just, shinsuke's a good heel by the way she, he's a good heel he's yeah, a good heel me don't speak no english <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's dying i was like this this guy i was like he's a lot better on the mic than i thought he would i know he's right. in the ring with the mic you know just like wow this guy got Kind of all the charisma he exactly you know aj's another guy he sells a lot of merchandise and tickets like he actually ties reins in terms of all those numbers and i'm surprised yeah. to see that but but aj styles is a veteran aj you know he's been all around the world he's wrestled in japan he wrestled in tna before you know before coming to wwe i mean he kind of has that samoa joe thing going on oh yeah, yeah. Samoa joe yeah he's another guy he's no joke <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. And he's in the Money in the Bank match, too. Am I right? Yeah, he's in it. Right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But, uh, but yeah, lots of definitely lots of uh, interesting stuff uh, going on for sure. You was mentioned something about uh, lots of music stuff going on, too, with albums coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Kanye's been pumping out albums like crazy. Like, uh, like the Nas album just came out. Like, yeah. I think yesterday. I, li- I listened to it yesterday. Like, it came out like, yesterday at midnight, and I, I was listening to it late last night it was actually a pretty good album like i uh, i actually like nas it's been a long time since i listened to his mm-hmm. album of his but you know i knew nas he he always had the lyrics but his beats were always the best uh, beat selection yeah. but he uh he brought it this album it's real political you know it's definitely up there like uh, j cole album as far as like better albums i've heard this year yeah you know, i listened to the another album i think uh came out last week the kanye and kid cuddy it was it's different. It's like mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna have to listen to it again. I don't think it was trash or nothing. It's just like you know, you come, you know, coming from listening to Kanye's album, you know, it was kind of, it was, you know, there's not no college dropout or anything like that. It's more on yeah. the, you know, the Yeezus as far as like different sound. And but you know, he talked some stuff on there. You know, it's like you know, kind of Kanye. He's, he's definitely evolved. Mm-hmm. And then that. that Kid Cutting Kanye thing was definitely uh, definitely different and just the, the samples they used in the music and, mm-hmm. and the, um, you know, the, the concept Kid sees ghosts and I'm just like I'm trying to grasp it but I'm at the like you know like I kind of describe it like I listen to Nas like I can clearly understand his message and you know yeah you know Nas was going to get political with it yeah it was just like but Kids, he goes and stuff is like you know just like so different you know just I mean I guess you know like this thinking thing, out of the box type of thing yeah just mm-hmm. just that but you know it's uh I mean, it's good to see some albums coming out I mean definitely I'm, uh, I was mm-hmm. looking at um uh, you know they announced uh, one music fest not too long ago I'm like uh-huh. excited about that because we had a lot of artists there that I've seen uh when I was growing up you know I gotta check that out. <laughs> Did you see the Drake video? I haven't. I've heard about it. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, it's at the Grassy, and I was like, what? right. 
like, hey, this dude's over here getting, trying to get all the millennials back. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy because I saw, I mean, I saw, I follow that on Twitter about the, about the Drake video. And it's just so crazy. About two, three weeks ago, we was pretty much, there are people out there on Twitter and Instagram that were pretty much declaring Drake's career practically over after the story of added on the Pusha T disc. And then all of a sudden he comes back at like, wait a second, like, where did this come from? Yeah. Like, he basically brought back the entire Degrassi people. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. I, I, unbelievable. I just say with Drake, you know, he doesn't, he can't, he can't lose. He just can't lose. And it, it, the thing about it is, like I said, everybody that was trashing him, he brings back the, he brings back his old Degrassi friends and everybody, and everybody's like standing Drake once again, just because he, just because he got millennials like ourselves and they feelings. <laughs> I was like, what's next? You can do a song with Trey Songs. I haven't heard, heard them two together in a long time. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like, like high school when they were doing songs together. I was like, yeah, it feels, it feels so long since they've, since they've done. And that's the thing. It feel, it, like the, some of these new artists, you kind of you kind of forget like they've been around like for such a long time. And sometimes we forget Drake's been around for 10 years. Yeah. And it don't feel like 10 years. I got Double J up in here. Mm-hmm. He has arrived. Oh no! Oh. How y'all doing, man? Oh, doing pretty good, man. It's great to be back up in here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, absolutely. sorry for the tardiness. I had a little work to do this morning. It is what it is. It is what we use. We got to do. We got to do. The sports editor life. Hustle. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It never <laughs> ends, man. Never every ends. day I'm hustling. Yeah. You know, every I'm, day I'm, I'm hustling. My, I need my paper copy, on, man. <laughs> 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 you know, I, only, I only be like you know, county, Oconee County, like you know, like once or twice every two weeks. Oh, I got you, man. I'll bring y'all a few copies next week. Awesome. Sounds man. like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Yeah, we was just we was just talking about we was talking about uh, about uh, albums and music stuff going on. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I was I, I particularly brought up the I particularly brought up the, the Drake I'm upset video where he pretty much went back to Degrassi. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, it was cool. I don't have many opinions about it. I don't. <laughs> I know it's it really got lots. I know it got lots of uh, lots of millennials our age and they feelings. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I never knew about Degrassi, so. Mean. Yeah, I knew of it, but I, didn't, I couldn't tell you anything about the show either. Yeah, like to me, seeing the video it was just people in the video, and I, I didn't know who any of the people were. So I was like, "Oh, cool." Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really have an opinion. So, so that was on. Um, it wasn't on Nickelodeon. It was, like on, uh, it was on one of their sub channels. It was on. It was on the end. It was on Teen Nick. Oh yes. Yeah, so it was, was on Teen Nick, and it was also on uh, CTV, I believe, in Canada. Because oh, so it was so originated when, from Canada. So when Drake said he started from the bottom, he really, really <laughs> started from the bottom. So I, right. When it was like 08, when he did the grassy? Uh, oh, 05, 06, 07. I'm not so sure. Oh, I, was, I, was, I think it was. Oh, I think it was. Man. I think yeah. it was 04, really. Yeah, I was watching wrestling. I was going real hard in wrestling. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that. Because I was like, it was. Like earlier than that, and it was like you know Dragon Ball Z time, so I definitely don't watch anything else. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the only time I turned to that was Dragon Ball Z time. Yeah, Digimon. I did my homework and watched Dragon Ball Z and Digimon. <laughs> I like Digimon too. Oh yeah, Digimon's good. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I was more Team Pokemon, more so than myself. Oh yeah, I had Pokemon. I had the Pokemon Yellow, the Red, the Blue. I had the Red version. I still am trying to find my old Red version. <laughs> I still, have, I still have, I still have my Blue. Uh, oh, you still have and your blue Silver version? and Gold. I had Gold and Silver. I think. 
Yeah, I stopped right before that Golden Silver came out. Then tomorrow, all these different, like, 100 more Pokemon. I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I caught them all. I'm good. Right, yeah. exactly. And then, and then last year, I, I think it was last year, there was the Pokemon Go craze. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. That died down really quickly, didn't it? Real quick. I actually did that. I thought that was pretty neat. Me and my brother, we did that, and he was... Uh, we was tripping out, like, going in the backyard trying to pick Pokemon up. That, that, thing, <laughs> that, that thing, if you're on a data plan, that's, you know, how you over here thinking about making life decisions. Yep. <laughs> right, exactly. Do I want to catch a Charizard or do I want to have to cut this cord this month? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it for a little bit, too. Right. I only, I only caught about maybe 30 Pokemon and I was done. Because I knew it would get old and a bit quick, really quickly, so mm. it is what it is. What was it mostly mostly like in uh what were there mostly of in Athens in Athens Oconee? Uh What's the what's the what's the uh, bird? Pidgey. Pidgey? There's Pidgey. Uh, Probably a lot of Rattata too. Rattata, yeah. Cuz there was a lot of a lot of those in Mobile too. Shout out to Alyssa Newton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I caught maybe It was a lot of the, the Least less popular Pokemon. I didn't really get anything that was important. Yeah, I caught a know. Pikachu though. That was cool. Oh, oh really? Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Getting your ass catch him on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said something. I else. did too. I <laughs> said <laughs> oh, so we're gonna have to bleep this out. Again. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> oi vey, oi vey, yout. <laughs> yeah, man. I was just, uh, yeah, man. I had to get like the real, got good. Radio boot camp on you, man, because it's just like a radio I, what? Radio boot camp, man. You got to tell me all this stuff that, like, you know, I was texting you that time about the KNBR. <laughs> the finals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you over here talking. And the about, Warriors aren't even on KNBR now; they're on 95.7. He drops some knowledge every week. I did not know that. I was over here. You thought they were on 95.7? No, I thought it was on the game. <laughs> that's that's 95.7. Oh no, I was only on K. I was on KNBR trying to listen to that game. They, they, yeah, they did the the thing. The thing that's so interesting about the KNBR thing is the, the Warriors. I remember a long a uh, few years ago when they dropped the KNBR deal because they went over to 95.7. The main reason why they went from KNBR to 95.7 was because they felt that KNBR was too Giants and 49ers focused, so they wanted to go to a station that they felt was going to, quote-unquote, give them some respect. Oh, gotcha. That, quote-unquote, was going to put some respect on their name because KNBR wasn't doing it. Yeah, I was listening to... Um... Yeah, I was like, I had a, you tell me you had a plus app. I was like, I didn't know they do this for radio. I knew they do it for Spotify and stuff. I didn't know they do yeah, it. Yeah, like, like the the tune in the tune in pro the tune in pro thing. And you was mentioned something about uh, you was mentioned something about what they're talking about uh, in L.A. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think the names LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard are probably on everyone's lips. Yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, I listen to ESPN LA, man, because I was just like, I can't listen to local radio, man. They were talking about Julio. I was like, I'm like, man, he's it's like a sick day, y'all. It's not like it's <laughs> it's, it's OTAs. When he started missing football games in in September, call him because I don't really care that he's missing. I don't really care either. I don't want him out there. I personally, knowing Julio's history with injuries and how much he plays in the season, yeah, I don't I don't want him out there running around. Go home, put some ice on your legs, and get ready for September. I mean, what, what, I mean, do they? But do they really have to milk this Julio stuff? I mean, the Braves are in first place. Yeah, why, why, why don't we talk about the Braves? Uh, excuse me, the Braves are in first place. When was the last time the Braves were in first place? Twenty thirteen? Uh, no. Uh, maybe twenty twelve. Maybe twenty eleven. 
I think didn't they win the NL East in 2013? Maybe. I think so. Maybe. They I, did. They did. Because that was the year when they that was up in the I think they had one more year after that. The rebuild started in 14, I think. Mm-hmm. After 14. After I don't 14. Know. I know it's I know it, I know it's fun to watch. Oh yeah, much more so than it has been in recent years. Yeah, like uh, I follow it, and I'm I'm not really a baseball guy. It's got me really into it because the way they the way they do they do a great job with social media. Like I saw like yeah. the Freddie play, and I was like, okay, like, like that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's got it got it short and simple. Yeah, <laughs> and it's good that we're seeing teams like. You know, the last few years, you're expecting to see teams like the Nationals and the Cubs and the Dodgers. And, and, you know, in the American League, of course, you got the Red Sox and the Yankees. I think they had like the two best records. But also not only Atlanta, but also Seattle. Oh, yeah. Seattle is without like, without Robinson Cano. Without without Robbie Cano, don't you know? Hey, baseball is a fun sport, man, because it doesn't matter about the market. It doesn't matter who you have in your lineup. That's why I remember, I remember we talked about this. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or if it was like a private conversation we had. And like one of our group chat things? Yeah. When they were talking about just because Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton were in the lineup together, like that just automatically put them in the World Series. I was like, why do you guys think this works just to throw a super team together? It doesn't work in any sport other than basketball. Here's the thing, though. And it's interesting that you mentioned because Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, both Yankees. So, or they tried to get them both into the Yankees. What happened was, remember 2004 when the, the New York got A-Rod? Mm-hmm. That was a super team. Mm-hmm. And they blew a 3-0 lead. Mm-hmm. They eventually won a championship, but it was because... 9 Yeah, but it wasn't because of all the people they signed. It was because they took a step back and started to realize they had to have role players to go along with these guys. So. Exactly. They can't just they can't just sign everybody and think that they're just going to have a murderer's road type of team and think they're just going to do that. Yeah, those days are done because home runs aren't as important. And right. Striking out means more than people want to admit. And playing does. small ball, too. Yes. Yeah, it was tripping out. Like um, Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper stuff. And I was like, dang, yeah. it's like getting like NBA now. <laughs> yeah, he thinks he he thinks he's going to get four hundred million dollars. He's lost his mind. First of all, second of all, if he goes to the Yankees, where does he play? Good question. Like yeah. he can't play center field, and the two corner outfield spots are already Aaron Judge and um, Giancarlo. What and about then the- Aaron Hicks plays center? And he's yeah. pretty good. What yeah. about the Cubs? Cubs can offer him a lot of money. Okay. Yeah, they were saying like um, anonymous GM somebody he's a losing player. He is. He he really he really is. He hurts your team more than he helps you. He is a home run and he pouts when he strikes out. Yeah, that's the th- that's the thing. I mean, Harper kind of does have that, kind of does have that in him where he kind of uh, is sort of hit or miss. Yeah, he's he's the Russell Westbrook of baseball. Oh, that's a good comparison. That's I mean, a good comparison. He's he's really he's like he has a really big personality. So. You know, when he's going great, you know, the, the Nationals are hard to beat when he's upbeat and he's he's playing and he's having fun. But when stuff starts going bad, he's one of the main people who are sulking. You know, he's he's the he drains the energy from the organization when he's not going well. Like, that's on my feed. They said, like, if he one dude was like, if Harper joined the Yankees, he stopped watching baseball. And if... Uh, if he joined the if he joined the Dodgers, it's like it's like Katie joined the Warriors. I mean, I don't know. I don't know about the I don't know about the Dodgers. I could agree about the Yankee comparison. Yeah. But I don't know about the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't really if you really look at the Dodgers, they don't have anyone other than Clayton Kershaw that's really exciting to me. I mean right. the, the guy that hit the whole, all those home runs last year, Be- Bellinger. Like he that was a one year thing. He's he's been awful this year. Um Yasiel Puig 
Puig. He's been Puig, awful the last two years. Puig so. has fallen off big time. Yeah, he's, like I, I remember in 2013, I believe it was when he was when he was just coming into the league. People wanted him in the All Star game that year in New York. But ever since then, he has fallen off. Yeah. Like he'll get you a home run every single now every now and then, but. But he's not 2013 wild horse Yasiel Puig. Yeah, he's he's Jeremy Lin. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's who he is. Jeremy Lin, New York Knicks. I remember that, one, that. He had that one long stretch of when he was like really mo- the most exciting thing in sports, and then right he came back to earth. Let's just remember though, Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin was partially the most exciting thing in sports because he finally na- made the Knicks watchable, which. The Knicks are not watchable right about now, as we all know. Outside of Christophe Porzingis, the Knicks are not watchable. Yeah, that's, that's just sad. I mean, because you know, you, got, you always hear about the, the big market stuff, and you know, this, you know, you've got to win one in New York, you're a god, and it's just yeah. like well, can't really get optimistic. That's yeah. why you know everybody. That's why you know everybody's talking about LeBron to LA because that's why I feel like most people want LeBron in LA. Uh, I was like, but it don't fit. Yeah, it really doesn't. I just. I just don't see it. It's like I like the idea of a super team in LA, but it's just like with him and Luke Walton, it's just like they're not a good match. Yeah, I can see if if LeBron goes to uh, LA, I can see uh, Luke Walton being out of a job within the first month. So. Probably because look at look at the way they've gone through coaches in Cleveland. Yeah, I look- mean it's 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 gonna be LeBron coming in and hand picking the coach like it is everywhere else, but. I mean, the one place that I think no one's really talking about that makes the most sense for LeBron is Boston. Like, people keep saying, oh, well, Kyrie Irving's there, and, you know, Kyrie don't really want to play with LeBron. (laughs) I was just about to say. (laughs) But, I mean, in order to get LeBron and bring his entourage that he wants to bring along with him, you have to get rid of Kyrie anyway. So, I mean, I could see something where, you know, the Celtics end up trading Kyrie to to the Pelicans or – boss i mean to new york because you know he had new york on his original list of teams so uh you know then that helps new york because now new york has chris stops and Kyrie to build around mm. now they're if, they, if chris stops and Kyrie, they're a playoff team no they're not a play, they're not a playoff team with chris stops and Kyrie no. in the eastern conference no. you don't think Oh no! Oh no! I mean, Kyrie, seven, eight seed. Kyrie is exciting and fun to watch. He's not. He's he's one of those. Not he's one of those players that aren't winning plays. He just puts up pretty stats. He makes pretty plays. You you saw what Boston was without him. So they were pretty much Good the point. same team. Even though they needed him to close out a couple of those games, but that's all yeah. he's really good for. But you have to be able to get to that point. And the Knicks don't have enough other than if they were to get him to really be a threat, but. You know, LeBron to Boston, that would be the perfect fit because they already have the supporting cast. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got they got young players, I mean, and they got arguably the best coach in the league right now, Brad, Brad Stevens. Someone who LeBron would respect immediately. Like, oh, yes. There would not be any uh, come in and handpicking the coach there, and that's a stable organization. LeBron right. hasn't been with that his entire career. He's had Pat Riley, but, you know, Miami's kind of glitzy and kind of glamoury in this. You right. Know, it's really high and really high and low. Miami's right. a revolving door. Right. Yeah, that's a- Hearing that as a Celtics fan, it just makes me cringe. <laughs> hey, if they if they find a way to get rid of Al Horford's con- contract and Kyrie Irving, LeBron, I, I don't know why LeBron wouldn't think that would be attractive. Like, I mean, I mean, they got some young, I mean, they got young players. I mean, it's, I mean, with that, like number wise, yeah, you have to get rid of like definitely either a Horford or Hayward or Kyrie. One of them got to go, but it's just. 
It just, it just depends because, like, I know Cleveland's over the tax. You know, they're over the cap, and they're a tax-paying team. So, like, would they want to pay the tax for if they do a, agree to a trade? Would they want to pay it, pay the, uh, over $100 million for a team that's not going to win the final year? Or are they just going to blow it up and start over? That's the thing because I'm like, if, if they don't agree to a trade, Boston's not clear out, like, they got to clear out um, somebody has to go. You know, they had to dump Hayward or Kyrie or Horford. No, that's what I'm saying. In order for their team to make sense, they have to get rid of two of those guys anyway. Like, Gordon Hayward, Al Horford, or Kyrie have to go. I think Al Horford has to go just because. And Kyrie is a lot to go if they bring in LeBron because yes. of all the stuff that's been going that went on with yeah. them in Cleveland. He has to go. Like, because, yeah. first of all, I don't think Kyrie wants to be there after next year. So this will be the perfect time to dump him anyway because, you know, he could up and leave for nothing next year anyway. So, I mean, why not get out ahead of that and bring in LeBron? I mean, the, I, mean that's, uh, I saw the whole, the whole article and the interview and stuff. It's just, I don't know if it's just leverage stuff. You know, Danny's a cold dude, and, you know, he's, oh, like, yeah. he's the type of guy that, like, oh, you got knee problems? <laughs> I'm going to get you out of here for it. Mm-hmm. He'll, tra- he'll trade you mid-conversation. You talking about it. He, oh, yeah. oh, you got what happened? Yeah. Oh, I got traded? I got dealt? Yeah, he's like Belichick. You know, he just he gets real close for it today. I'm like, I don't like the team down here. <laughs> yeah. speaking, of the te- speaking of the team down here, did anybody see that? Uh, I don't know if that was a real billboard or if that was Photoshop, but you sent us something in the, in the group chat talking oh, yeah, about. It's, it's real. Is that a real deal? Yeah. For the, for the culture in Hawks colors, LeBron. Yeah, that will cool. never happen. I swear, people yeah, have go down, go down eighty-five. You'll see it. I swear, never ever happen. LeBron will have to be fifty years old. His son will have to be playing for the Hawks for him to even consider that. Yeah, <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking like, you know, I actually heard someone ninety-nine asked about that. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I was just, oh no. The only thing the Hawks have to offer LeBron is that he could come here and literally build whatever he wants to do. Like practically, like he would. They, it would have to be embarrassing. How they would have to look up to him and tell him, "Oh, you're now the GM." They'd have they to give have him to, a stake. They, they would have to openly let, allow him to be the GM. They would have to give him a stake in the franchise. Let him forget GM. They would have to give him a stake in the franchise for yeah. him to come to Atlanta. Yeah, I just I really hope fans don't really say that stuff. You know, it's like, oh, we got a good GM, we got cap space. I'm like, no, 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 no don't do this. No, no, no. no. No, I only want you know. I want you know Clay Thompson because we go to state next one year. None of that. No KD. Nope. Maybe in three years when we got when we got Michael Porter Jr. and some stu superstar young superstars. Maybe then, but trust yeah. the process. Yeah, the whole, the whole draft thing is the most confusing thing ever. Cause like I, you know, we all followed them for years and they surprise us every single year. Like even Woj can't even predict the Hawks pick. He picks every. I think he picks like every other team. But you got that long pause when you get to the Hawks pick. No matter like, how. <laughs> no matter how. Hawks go with whom? I can't decide. And yeah. then we always end up with the. Player no one wanted. Yeah, it's like, yeah, like even like last year, it was like 19th pick. I could see it was like number one. You know, like you always try to keep your, um, you know, you like to have a mystery, try to get someone, you know, pull a pull a Philly or something. You know, just like have a surprise or something like that. But nobody even knew who the 19th pick was. I was like, this the 19th. <laughs> there aren't many great options left. 
Yeah, I'm like, um, Giles, Collins, uh, I think OG is still available. Yeah, after yeah, fifteen, yeah. after after ten through fifteen, the the talent pool starts to dramatically decrease. But yeah. it's even it's even a little predictable though. But the Hawks still were unpredictable. Yeah, you remember <laughs> the one year they traded, they had they drafted, I think Kelly Olynyk maybe. Yeah, and then they traded him for Shane Larkin, and then they traded Shane Larkin and got uh, was it Dennis? Yeah, Dennis. See, that year was I, – I, I couldn't tell you who they were going to pick. And I had never heard of Dennis Schroeder before. Oh, no, that was a BB. Oh, Bebe. Bebe, uh, yeah. Lucas, Lucas Nogarian. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Dennis was a man Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And then uh, what was that year, though? The year Hardaway came. I was like – Yeah. I was like, they made a trade. I was like, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> For Tim Hardaway. I would just rather you drafted him. I was like, his Tim daddy? Tim Hardaway of all people. I was like, are you talking about his daddy right in his prime? <laughs> 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 I was like, Tim like, did he step Jr. in a time machine? Yeah, yeah we would have take, taken that. Yeah, it was like, what was it, um, Jerry and Grant? They had Kelly yeah. Oubre. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the world? <laughs> I, would <rather> have, <laughs> I would rather have Kelly Oubre right now. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, it's just such a mystery. Like, you know, we talk about this a lot in our group chat and stuff about the Hawks pick and stuff, you know, like even social media, like, oh, we want, we want Trey Young. I see that, I've seen that a lot. And I've seen, uh, seen some like on 1990, seen it like Bagley a lot. If I hear one, tra- if I hear more one Trey Young take about how the Knicks are going to, uh, about how the Knicks are going to pick him. Like, if, if I hear that one more time about how he will be a perfect fit in New York, I may just chuck my phone in the river. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that a lot, too. Like, yeah, Stephen A. Smith on him there. And I'm just like, I bet y'all do. Yeah, like. Of course. I'm like, let, let Bizdale fix Frank, man. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did, didn't they just draft a point guard yeah, last yeah, year? Yeah, Frank. And they haven't let him grow up yet. He was literally 19 years old last year. And he didn't play half bad. Yeah, Frank, he, uh. Yeah, Frank, big point guard. It's just weird because, you know, he had all the instability. You know, yeah, Hornacek was gone, got fired, and you got, um, now you got Fizdale, and it's just, you know, this guy is just, you know, this guy's you know, pretty much brought in to run the triangle, and then now you got to run, you know, run this up tempo system with, uh, you got to run this up tempo system, and he just don't, it's just weird. Yeah. I mean, the highlight of the year was Frank, Frankie, uh, you know, Almost getting in a fight with LeBron James. So, like, why would why would you guys want that guy on the bench? Like, that's the tough. The, you that's your toughest player right now, and you want to go get Trey Young, the softest player in the draft. Oh, and I don't get it. Oh, and man. a player who would not work well in New York. No, he. You New can't York, be soft in New York with that media. No, New York would eat him alive. Yeah, I just I just don't see it because they're gonna put these expectations on him. Like, oh, you're Steph Curry. No, he's not Steph Curry. Let him be Trey Young. Trey Young is good enough to play in the NBA. Trey Young is good enough to be a star in the NBA. But if you allow yourself to hear, oh, you're Steph Curry, oh, then you're going to have a problem. We talked about this a few. No one is Steph Curry. We talked about this a few episodes ago. We mentioned when the Kings owner was trying to compare Buddy Heald to Steph Curry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, how did that work out? Yeah, he liked uh, Stalkers too, like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every, every player that can shoot is not Steph Curry. Jimmer yeah. Fredette was not Steph Curry. Yeah, that's another guy that got. <laughs> yeah, I, I that saw was the, another I, guy who was a hot commodity in college. I saw this on on one of the shows on ESPN. They got so many different shows now, I can't name them all, but they, they were compared. They put up the stats and the uh, the measurables, and they all matched up. And one of them was Steph Curry. One of them was Trey Young, and the other one was Jimmer Fournette. It's that it's that thin to the point where it's like it was like they were like a half a point as far as their averages in college, and their height was like half a centimeter. I mean half a 
between each other. And you saw how Jim and Fredette played in, in yeah. the NBA. You saw how Steph Curry played in the NBA. So, yeah. yeah. Trey Young is somewhere in the middle between that. And it depends on what team he goes to in terms of how he'll how he'll develop. Exactly. Yeah, I'm tripping out. He wants to come to Atlanta. I was like, no, nah, go look, go look at that Bulls interview. He was over here. He might as well have said, please give me a fit for a Bulls uniform right now. <laughs> He's like, the, the goat played over here. You know, just he stepped on this court. I was like, dang, like, he came to Atlanta. He just like, yeah, he stepped on this court. He stepped on this court. But Trey like, Young at this point probably could not could not handle Michael Jordan's jock strap in his 40s. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like, dang, nobody said nothing about. And like he didn't say nothing about Atlanta like that. He, he the, not, coach, the coach guarded me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. He's like, he didn't say nothing about Nick or nothing. Did <laughs> you score? I want to know if he scored on the coach. I don't care that the coach guarded you. I want to know if you were able to score on the coach. Coach, like, he can guard you. He can lock somebody down, too. Yeah, he does. Was well, he able to score on the coach? I don't know. I was like, that's a mystery right there. Mm-hmm. I saw that picture. Like, was like That's him, a draft question. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Him, Bays, uh, Collins, uh, Collins, I think. So they all sit together and like, like, uh, coach like the best hoop out the group. <laughs> oh man! Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, on, it's on Instagram. Oh, like, like, I know. Yeah, you got the Jordans on. I'm like everybody else, like man, it's like, it's like they, you know, like on five on five, you got pick five and you next. Oh <laughs> man! It's like man, the team I want to beat. They already on the court got five players, and then I got to pick these four guys right here. Oh, <laughs> oh man. man. That's how the rest of the NBA look at the Hawks. Oh, that's disrespectful. And the, the thing is, is that the rest of the NBA, that's how it looks at the Hawks. But you, the thing about it is that lots of Hawks fans probably are not exactly wearing Hawks gear right now. They're probably just they're probably I mean, just uh, wearing, a, wearing Atlanta United gear and watching the World Cup. I mean, it's just weird. Like, these fans seem to... I was, I, was, I was hoping it didn't go this way, but it makes it seem like the, <laughs> the savior is in this draft at the third pick. And I'm like, he's not there. I don't care if it's not Bagley. It's not It's not Carter. It's not Trey. It's not Jackson. It's not Bumble. It's not none of these guys. And they, Saviors for teams only rise every few years. And there's, there's two players on this draft that can be that, but the Hawks are not even considering either one of them. So, right. like... DeAndre Ayton, whatever franchise he goes to, he's the face. Like mm. from day one, he will be the face. He's David Robinson. Right. Cool. Michael Porter Jr. is yeah. the face of a franchise. Uh-huh. Could be the face of the league in a few years. Yes. But everyone's worried about his back. Yeah, I mean, like um, I followed that situation really extensively, and it was just like MRS came back clean. You know, they. They come to watch him work out on his terms. And I'm just like, you know, it's a different narrative compared to like uh, Nerlens Noel when he came out and everybody was trying to stay away from him. Because yeah. Nerlens Noel, people could see that he was just he was just a role player. And that's like what he what, is. Like, what is it going to get for for some fans to just to just get that number one, the college game is different from the NBA game, and number two, just because they were good in college doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good in the NBA. In fact, you had players you had players that were just average players that just so happened to be drafted in college that were able to find the right system in the NBA and mesh well, and they were better NBA players than they were in college. Yeah, is Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard was a he was a great exactly. college player, but he was only great for one year. Right now, he's a top five NBA player right now. Right, and probably about and more than likely about to leave San Antonio. Yeah, I'm like I have no idea who Atlanta's gonna pick. Like it's just I just know they're gonna do something that I can't think of. Just like <laughs> that's, that's, a, and that's a scary thing. With the like, third pick in the 2018 NBA draft, the Atlanta Hawks select. Isaac Bonga. <laughs> <I was> just, <laughs> from Germany. 
What? I was gonna I was gonna say Luka Doncic, but no, they they we felt like we felt like <laughs> Isaac has more upside than Luka. Why do you outthink yourselves every time? Yeah, was, <laughs> just get the best player. Go with your gut. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, the experts seem to think it's Jaren, and I was like, now that y'all say it, it's not gonna be. It's Jaren. not gonna be Jaren. Y'all talked us out of it practically. <laughs> yeah, it was like, you know, it was like, I think these, I think these uh, Hawks GMs, they just get a high off it. Uh, social media stuff like everybody's so, like oh my gosh you know like in the NBA in the NFL draft you know you number one picking everybody's like oh my gosh yeah <laughs> I mean right what okay what are y'all impressions of Jaren Jackson because I you know I've told y'all how I feel about him I mean I, I think he's he's uh you know his points per game is kind of um I haven't watched a lot of him in college but his points per game is kind of low which kind of kind of maybe raise the eyebrow like why does he only have like barely over 10 points uh, his defense looks real good. I think he can shoot the three. Uh, I don't really, not too familiar with his competition at Michigan State as far as, um, you, know, you know, his dad, you know, he's not the ACC. And he wasn't in the Final Four or nothing. So it was just like. Top Big Ten, top big ten school, though. Yeah, and it's just like Izzo. And then, because, like, you know, we had Adrian Payne a couple of years. That's supposed to have been pretty good. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just. You know, I don't know. Draymond, he was great. You know, just I don't really know how to judge this guy. Like he got size. You know, everybody keeps comparing him. Keep comparing him to Marvin. And I'm just like, I don't see that. What? Yeah, like comparing Marvin Williams. Oh God, no. Another, uh, another um, comparison that doesn't hold much water. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's confusing. That's a confusing <laughs> comparison. Yeah. Since when has Marvin Williams been six eleven? Not from what I remember. <laughs> I don't know. It's just weird. Like the you know, draft takes up a year, and like Aaron Darko to look at Dante. I was like, I he don't, don't even play the what? same position. What? I, okay, I'm gonna say this about Jaron Jackson. Um, it's it's kind of scary to pass on him because Anthony Davis, he had the same kind of measurable, and he had the same kind of college career that uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. did. Like if you look at their stats, they're almost identical. And that scares me. With that being said, right, Anthony Davis was clearly the best player on the floor every time he stepped out there. Even though we didn't see the offensive game coming, yeah. we knew he could handle the ball because he was a guard in, in high school. I knew he could dribble the ball. I didn't know he was going to be able to shoot the way he does now. But Jaron Jackson wasn't a guard. He was always a big man. And something he said kind of worried me. He said, oh, they asked him, have you always been this tall? He's like, no, I was 6'5". Freshman year, six four. I can't remember what he said, but he was like, "They were like, where were you? What position were you playing?" He was like, "I was just on the bench." <laughs> I was just like, "Huh, okay." I mean, that shows that he's willing to develop this game, so that scares me to pass on him because I know he's gonna get better. Yeah. But then I've also seen this go bad, and his name is Tristan Thompson, where he's just a role player. So I don't know what to make of him. I don't want him. I don't. I wouldn't take him at three. If we can get him at 19, great. Yeah, I would not touch him in the top five. It's just weird. The narrative is like, no, what? The old Woj tweet. That's like, uh, he, he had a great workout in Phoenix. So like, uh, this, I guess that's his agent that we were talking about. This, and like, teams are going to love to have him. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the, like, even in any sport, I don't get the whole workout fantasy. Like, I don't, I want to know what you do when there's a guy across from you. I don't care what right. you can do in shorts with, in a controlled environment that don't mean nothing i can look good in a workout you take my shirt off put me in some shorts and let me run around a little bit i can look good doing that 
That's why I never put any stock in in the NFL Combine. I no. never put any stock in that because, like I was saying before, it's very easy to throw 40 yards downfield with no defensive lineman trying to tackle you, trying to freaking tackle you to the next county. Yeah. So it means. And then you see people start. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. There have been people who have, we had never heard of went to the Combine and did their thing. And you're like, oh, man, let's relook at this guy's film. Yeah. And when you go back and look at the film, like, oh, actually, this guy can't really play. That, yeah. That, that's a different case. Like, exactly. Like, Don Terry Poe. Don Terry Poe was, like, an undrafted type prospect. Mm-hmm. Went to the combine, did his thing, and he went in the first round. Right. There are cases like that, but I don't yeah. see this with Jaron Jackson. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just see John Collins. Like, he's literally John Collins to me. That's, that's the kind of look. Same kind of player. But John Collins went 19, and he was more polished. So why is this guy going third or fourth? Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I guess association that's probably what it is because they're probably giving him more c- credit because you know he came from the Izzo uh and I know his dad played <clears throat> his dad was a pro too yeah he played with Spurs but but what Michigan State player has been good other than Draymond yeah I mean, good question I mean Gary Harris I mean where like where is this pedigree coming from like Michigan State players are known for not being good in the NBA Exactly, like the first two, like the first two, like the first two Michigan Michigan State players that I automatically think of when I think of NBA draftees are Mo Pete and Mateen mm-hmm. Cleaves. And Mateen Cleaves, exactly. That's and it. neither had very productive NBA careers. They were great college players. Great I college mean, players. Well, yeah, um, Bumble was like, he was pleading his case for Atlanta. Right? He was like, man, I talked to NBA for like forty-five minutes. He told me I'd be great in Atlanta. Of course uh, he did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I bet he did. I, I'm sure NBA said, than yeah, we can go ahead and beat y'all for the next six years. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's probably exactly that's probably exactly yeah, what he said. I'm honestly at this point with the Hawks, I'm anybody outside of Bagley, Porter, I'm even to the point where I'll take Trey Young and be okay. I'll be happy with that. Or Dungeon. Or Luca Dungeon. Those four if, if the Hawks get up there and they don't say one of those four names, I'm going to be extremely upset. I'll i say this. I, if you add Wendell Carter. If they take Wendell Carter at three, I'll be happier with that than I would with him with them taking Bomber yeah. or Jaron Jackson. Yeah, second, it's just so confusing because I don't know what Sacramento's going to do because it's yeah. like one second it's like, oh, they might go to Kawhi with that pick. And another thing, they're like, they might go, they might go quarter. They might, he's somebody who can't get out the bed. <laughs> Kawhi is not going yeah. to Sacramento. Yeah, that's why they're going to trade the number two pick for him. I bet they would. Uh, yeah, like, sure. man, exactly. The Kings do some dumb stuff. Kawhi like, Leonard will sit out the entire year and change Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because Kawhi don't want, don't, don't want San Antonio. He wants – he right state, wrong city. He wants L.A. Yeah. Why, why, when did Kawhi become this, this – I don't know. Like, it was, at first it was Julio. Humble, quiet, just played ball. You never heard anything from him. Now Kawhi is doing what? They're no longer winning championships. That's why. Because yeah, everybody's retired yeah, in San Antonio. Um, he changed his agent. His uncle is like his manager. His uncle is like, his uncle's in his ear. Okay. Yeah. Go He's like, the whole thing, like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like with Drake's dad. Well, they're like doing interviews with Drake's dad and he just says stupid stuff. Yeah, like, you got, you got only Kawhi's ear. Like, you got different doctors. You got, the, you know, and, and just all this stuff coming out now just about how, you know, Hurt by those comments by Tony Parker. And, man, you, you know, a grown man. Get out your feelings. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, I like Kawhi Leonard, and he's one of the best players in the NBA. But he's one of the best players in the NBA because he plays for the Spurs in that system with that coach. Like, you take Kawhi off the Spurs, and 
you take him as the whatever pick he was and put him with another team, he's not the player he is today. That's that's just a fact. Like he's I mean, what, what kind Rajon of Rondo syndrome. What kind of system they ran in San Diego? I mean, he he was more of a in the, that that was a team type oriented. Like the guy that coached him coached the Fab Five, so um, they they he was used to using everyone. Kawhi was like. You know, he never really shot threes. He was a more of a slashing type player. He played defense. He would occasionally step. He was more like Nicole uh, Bridges from. Oh, no. He played exactly like that in college. And he averaged about 17, 18 points per game. And they won a lot. So. Yeah, I, just, I never seen him play in college, but I keep hearing like he uh, he did pretty well in college. And I like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He was a great college player. I mean, yeah. I, I, I really felt he went lower than he should have gone in that draft because I remember watching him. And that team was really good. They were. I think at one point they were like 28 and 0. Wow. And San Diego only, State, right? San Diego State. And they only made, I think they made the Sweet 16 maybe. They, they, they were disappointed in the tournament, but they had a great year that year. And it was yeah. because of Kawhi. But, San, but San, San Diego State has always had a, you know, they've had a pretty good program. They've been one of those types of yeah. mid-majors that has been able to, you know, develop some sense of consistency. And they've, you know, they've been able to make a lot with that. Jeremy, real quick, what has been your impression so far of the World Cup? Oh, man. That game yesterday was exciting. I love I, I'm not a soccer fan. I don't really get into soccer, but I loved that yesterday. Like, Ronaldo is – he's one of my favorite athletes to watch. Like, it's like watching LeBron. It's like watching – Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't think of anyone else. Messi. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like Messi. He's kind of small. Mm-hmm. But he's great. But Ronaldo's the best. What, what about what about the fact that in addition to all this World Cup stuff that's going on, what about the fact that in 2026 – USA is getting the World Cup along with Canada and Mexico, including at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Lord willing, I know I'm going to be at one of them. Because <laughs> they're talking about a pretty big role for Atlanta. They're talking about Mercedes-Benz getting like a couple of the uh, like like the semifinal matchups and possibly even like the like the International Broadcast Center and Main Press Center. Like they're, they're oh, wow. really trying like they're really trying to push Atlanta to the world as a huge soccer city. And wow. the thing is that they have a case. I mean, look at look at the, the numbers United have been drawing. That's the case today. What would it be in 10 years? Exactly. Just, just well, eight, eight years. Eight years. Eight I, years. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, lo- I love soccer, and I'm glad we got a team. I don't see that being. I don't see it being like it is today in eight years. I mean, they say. Um, I mean, I'm not really a soccer guy either, but they say like MLS is like a farm league for the, the European team. So like, was it like Barco and um, Steph Martinez? And you guys like? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yo, yo, Joseph Martinez. Yeah, so like, mm-hmm. there's a chance that someone like Real Madrid can pick them up. So, right. oh, they better. They, they people think this this United run of being able to win championships is gonna last forever. It may only be like a year or two before those guys. Are coming, so. Yeah, because so, you want to talk about you want to talk about money. Money changes real big how's time. Ends. How's oh, the yeah. soccer CBA like MLS CBA like of? They're a max contract, or is it just like? Um, oh, I have no idea. I don't, or, I don't follow the league that much. So. Yeah, I was wondering because, like, you know, I've seen some European contracts and they play some big money. You know, yeah, oh yeah, uh huh. Like you the, look at like when the, you look at the highest paid players. I mean, athletes on the planet usually it's soccer players are up there. So. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, look at some of those Premier League contracts. Yeah, I saw uh, what's his name in DC. Like 50 million. Oh, Wayne. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got like 50 million. They made a big deal about that. But then I was just like, that's not, I mean, the European contracts are different things. So yeah. Didn't they market like a $200 million contract? 
I wouldn't be surprised. He's worth every bit of that two hundred million. He obviously healthy. He's he's, he's another small player. Like I, I'm starting to get to a point. I, Colin Coward said something the other day. Um, you know, when you start looking at special players, like when you invest a lot of money in, them, like it's it's getting hard to, for me to want to pay these small athletes because they don't last long. Like Steph Curry is starting to get hurt already. Uh, Messi was is a you know, he he was different. He lasts longer. You know, most small people his size. Like Neymar is really small. Cristiano Ronaldo can play these forty, and he'd be just as good as big. Two words: Andrew Luck. I would say Cam Newton. Because Andrew Luck been hurt for two years now. Yeah. But they didn't protect. They didn't protect Andrew Luck. So if he had any protection, then I would invest in him long term. So. Mm. Yeah, that's the, the that's the the thing with that. I mean, but both of those I imagine are you know pretty good uh, comparisons. You know, either Cam Newton or Andrew Luck, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I'm looking at building a franchise for the next 10, 15 years, one of those type: Cam Newton, Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, uh, Jared Goff. No, I'm not touching Jared Goff. Me neither. Just bringing him up just to make sure. Because uh, because because he's uh, a com- he's a combination of uh, being small and he's not really. He didn't have to do anything. They made the offense really simple for him last year. So I don't know why people assume he's like this great quarterback now because he had one or two good games. I mean, fish are gone. <laughs> yeah, so, fish is gone. So thank you. Yeah, like Brian Brian Schottheimer offense. <laughs> yeah, he was at Georgia too, wasn't he? Who? Uh, Schottheimer. Yeah, he was at Georgia for like what? He went he went there long. Yeah, it was like Schottheimer offense. Yeah, exactly. Practically, practically. But uh, before yeah. before we go though, I want to know who y'all who the, who y'all got as the Hawks pick. Hmm. I honest I honestly think uh, oh this this is a good one. Like you said, it's so unpredictable. I honestly and truthfully would not be surprised if they went if they went at uh, Luka Doncic, Muhammad Bamba. I'm gonna say Trey Young just because I don't know why they haven't been interested in Michael Porter. Sound, you like Trey Young just because it sounds like a typical Hawks pick? Trey Young because it's, it makes a lot of sense because they don't. Trey Young get a three or Trey Young at a lower number? Trey Young, I don't think they'll get three. No, they'll take him at three. I just think it's, that's their guy. So, like these Atlanta sports teams seem to fall in love with a guy, and no matter where he is, they take him. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Keanu Neal was. Second or second, late second round type guy. Falcons loved him. They had to have him. They took him at 17. So. Hmm. Until yeah. 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 crazy night Thursday. I can only yeah. imagine. Until until then, a- Atlanta can still go ahead and you get get behind your Braves. Like I said, they're still there in first place. <laughs> Don't be worrying about the Hawks and the Falcons right about now. Braves in first place. All right, A League Show episode 78, another one in the books. Let's uh, go ahead and, uh, as I like to say, do our sign-offs. All right, this is David Norwood. On Twitter is at dnorwood90. Uh, I'm Jeremy Johnson, Clark underscore King underscore 75. Akeem Balaam, Twitter, Grand Beyond the W. Check it out. See ya! Plays in the fold, good. Got a mind, time stay full, good. That's all my Riding in the mother f- roll, fuck.
talking down, I don't know. Yeah, made a hundred plays in the fold. Gus, got a mind, time stay bold. Headshot a to see what his mind do. Catch a metal red light off drive through. Playing with the crew, like we ain't gonna shoot. Ooh, not on great, come through. First 48 and yellow take.